0: Hey, you dare to think? Y'all ready to get funky? Pizza's great, but it's not the gospel. <laughs> Welcome to the campus of LCMSU, <laughs> everyone. I am the Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. Warning: the show might trigger you. You don't love the gospel. You
1: Who let
0: the campus pastor loose in the studio again? Zilly zilly. We are here today with Pastor John Shank from Trinity Lutheran Church in Edwardsville, Illinois. He's the pastor for our LCMSU chapter at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. Thanks for what you do, and if you... Or anyone know of college students that are going um, to school in Edwardsville if they need a church home or want to hang out with other college students and learn God's Word during the week and such? Uh, do you, what's the website for your campus group or your church that they can uh, check
1: out? So for the campus group, it's ulue.org, dot. Okay. And then they can always look us up. We're, we're a district uh, ministry uh-huh. of the Southern Illinois District. So there's a lot of churches in the Metro East, of course. Sure. Uh, but just here in town, uh, we're Trinity Lutheran here in Edwardsville, and so they can look that up. Um, but there's churches like St. Paul Hamill. There's St. James and and Glen Carbon. There's Good Shepherd in uh, Collinsville, Holy Cross in Collinsville. There's lots, lots, of, lots of, of good
0: local churches. But yeah, uh, you can also you can have it we're both right ways. There. You can go home i'm assuming it's more or less a commuter school
1: although it's not changing. anymore you know? yeah it's changing they're uh they've bought built a bunch of uh dormitories uh over the years and more and more are staying now they're transitioning uh, into
0: salukis
1: <laughs> yeah <I'm sorry. laughs> they're gonna get you um but it, it's now division one so wow. they're playing basketball against uh big schools and yeah, yeah it's it's changing That's yeah, yeah yeah
0: and uh, the reason why I wanted to have you on the day, um, in addition to just wanting to, to talk to you in general, is uh, you and many of the other campus groups in and around the Metro St. Louis area are getting ready to put on a, the third annual kind of a regional conference that you've done called Roots. And I wanted Correct. to help highlight that a little bit as well. Um, and at the end, we're gonna kind of highlight specifically this conference. But but in essence, um, what, were the, what have you guys, this is the third time in a row, um, First one was, I believe, Lindenwood University. This is your first time you're having this at Concordia Seminary,
1: St. Louis. We are. So this is the first year there that helps us with housing. Sure. So they have dormitory style housing there. Um, they have the obviously they have great facilities for um, for the the actual study. Uh, so that they're opening it up for us. They also have great facilities for for worship together. Oh yeah. We'll have uh vespers and matins and vespers in the evening again on saturday then they have food there so it's, it's just great yeah. it's a great location so well, we'll come we'll come back
0: us. to that but roots why don't we talk about yes. this today where um where does the name I, I i love the name roots it's just kind of a strong but where does the name roots come from and uh and give us a little scriptural background of kind of where the the various groups kind of came up with this whole idea
1: so i'll give a a shout out to my uh my brother uh pastor jared blick and his efforts over the last two years to get the conference going now he's in purdue so uh god's blessings to him there and all the work there with students yeah but roots for us there's many different places in the bible that speak about being rooted but one of the places is colossians chapter two okay in colossians chapter two it really talks about being rooted um and And where is our 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 roots going to take root, and where is that going to also be challenged and confronted Because,
0: you know when people think of roots, they might think of like the old uh the movie from way back when with went Kute and whatnot, or they might think of uh of like uh like a uh, like a vegan lifestyle
1: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> when you you eat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All of which would be completely apropos in a college context these days. But we're talking about being rooted sure. in Christ. Let's let's take a look at if we can. I just happen to have the Colossians text right in front of me. That is how prepared I was today. Why don't we? Can we just walk through this? Let's walk through this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, we will uh, kind of walk through uh, Colossians two, six through fifteen. Now, the author of Colossians, of course, is.
1: And and he is writing this letter while he's imprisoned. To, uh, if you go through Acts, you see different times where he's locally imprisoned or uh, under uh, oppression and persecution. But here um, he, is, he is writing this letter to a church in which he has never actually been yet. Um, but he is writing it to them to encourage them in the faith while he himself is in chains so that that's kind of a background maybe that our people can have in their minds yeah, it sounds through. like yeah. uh,
0: it's right out the context itself makes me think of a university and college context
1: you <laughs> you've got to <laughs> do this in prison you got to get through per- persecuted
0: yeah. <laughs> oppressed do your time yes <laughs> um so, uh, well, let's walk through this. Maybe what I'll do is I'll kind of read through a couple, kind of a clump, uh, clump of verses, and we'll walk through this. And I think this will give a good context, not just to help promote the conference, but, but why this is so important, especially at this time of year when we talk about being rooted in Christ as being so essential for all of our college students, whether they come to your conference or not, the why wouldn't they? Uh, that they need to remain rooted in Christ and to uh, seek Christ out where he may be found and where he promises to be. But Colossians 2, beginning at verse six. I'll go ahead and read and then I'll let you kind of begin the commentary a little bit here. So verse six and seven, therefore, and this is from the, uh, the ESV, the English Standard Version, therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving so what do we make of that
1: so as you as you said with verse seven uh rooted and built up in him you know when I, when we're making some of our promotional stuff and and whatnot you know we've got trees and and in the the big imagery of the the roots underneath, and uh, as a as a city in the Midwest, um, we definitely have a lot of tornadoes and windstorms and fronts come through. If if you're if you've got a tree with shallow roots, it's not it doesn't take much of a wind to knock it over, mm-hmm. and you can see how shallow those roots go, right? And how easy it is to topple those ones over. But if you're actually rooted in and deep. Uh, so where are we supposed to be deep where are we supposed to be rooted built up and established in the faith as you are taught abounding in thanksgiving and there's much that we could say and get into there about what what is a Christian life um, really and, and it's a life in which we've received Christ um, received him in his word received him in his gifts we've been baptized into his name and, and as we have come through texts like we have this last weekend with um, the last couple of weekends with images of, of the loss being found of, of the good shepherd mm-hmm. and, and texts like that. Sure. Where we're focused on, um, all that our Lord was willing to do and to endure, to save us. How can we not then be led into Thanksgiving and joy, right? If your life is one without much joy, most likely you're also struggling in your Thanksgiving. But right. if we can see how much our Lord has done, man, that gives birth to a lot of joy and Thanksgiving. Um, Absolutely. Once we understand how much our Lord has has done to find, seek, save, and uh, redeem us by His cross,
0: you know we've we've just come through. Um, you know it's hurricane season right now, and a lot of times the having lived through a hurricane before myself, a lot a lot of times not not New Mexico where I live, that would be <laughs> bad because there aren't many rooted trees here. <laughs> right, but there right. also aren't many trees with a lot of deep roots like right. You know the palm trees. Right. They, they 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 break down and fall over and fly through the air really quick because they don't really have long roots, no. and they're just kind of like chilling. You know, it's like hang loose for the vegetation, just as it is for the people. But it, just a, this is a little side note here in New Mexico, down in the White Sands. For those of you that don't know, um, I live in New Mexico, live in Albuquerque, southern part of New Mexico. There's White Sands National mm-hmm. Monument, and and this is like a completely different kind of it's not even really a tree but the yucca this is amazing these white sands uh the sand dunes move all the time and there's like zero vegetation in there except for these yucca plants and the yucca plants even though they're only like four five six feet in in size literally have to move with with the uh, shifting sands that might shift you know 50 feet a year in any one direction and they will literally have like roots that extend down like like 250 feet to try to stay anchored into something. And so, uh, which is really kind of remarkable at the tenacity of these plants to, to continue to. It's kind of like, you know, why don't you go somewhere else? <laughs> See this little yucca well, no. plant packing up and I'm moving on. I'm going to hitchhike down the road. But no, it's true that when you go to college, you're going to be faced with, it's going to, the winds are going to come. The yeah. oppression is going to come. The persecution right. is going to come. And in reality, what we're getting at here, and I, I think it's a great name for a conference, um, is, is that you have to remain, re- and, the, and the roots, if you, if you ever look at a picture and if you look at the artwork, it's great artwork that you guys have developed for this, but over half the tree, or at least half of what makes up the tree, we always think of what we see. So what we don't see is all underneath there and that's what's keeping you grounded. And the same is true for our college students, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so it's not only grounded and not only secure and not only the foundation, but also is the nourishment for the tree. Oh, sure. I mean, how easy is it for the tree if it were to be cut off, would if it were to have narrow, if it went through a hard time, if it was a shallow roots, if it goes through this hard time, is it going to dry up? I mean, we talked about it being knocked over by a wind, but it can also dry up and die. Um, so we want our, our students to be rooted deep so that as they go through um, temptation, mm-hmm. struggle, um, hardship, that they're also being nourished in the Word, that they're also being refreshed in Christ. Sure. So these things are also playing a big factor into that understanding of roots yeah stand firm of course sure but also standing firm in Christ means you're you're going to be able to be sustained through it too
0: and that's why we tend to find trees where there's water right uh, I think Jeremiah I want to think it's Jeremiah 17 or someone there you know being planted by you know asking God to keep us planted by. By the water, even here. I keep. I'm sorry to come back to New Mexico. The Rio Grande cuts through New Mexico. This river, and that's the only place where you find big trees right down by the river. I mean, they're huge, huge cottonwood trees. You get three miles in any other direction that you won't ever see them, because they they have the nourishment. And to me, that bespeaks the importance of all of us to. uh, Um, it's not you're like you said. It's not just about being anchored. It's about being anchored in, in what we need to be anchored with, namely the Word of
1: God and receiving his gifts. And that's how the book of Psalms begins too, right? Psalm 1, you know, like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit. Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's move on. Uh, Okay. So uh, Colossians uh, 2, we're walking through here with Pastor John Schenck from Edwardsville, Illinois. Verse 8 to 10. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him. You have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority.
1: Wow. So if I were to ask you, what's the biggest temptation that all of humanity is faced with, I think, what I, what I say to the kids, or to our students, and to, I mean, we have a school here too, so our, our young middle schoolers as well, I talk to them about um, the temptation, did God really say, right? right? Did God really say? And that leads us into every temptation, every fall, every, every philosophy, that, did God really say don't eat of the tree, right? Or did God really say that, that we're made male and female? According to Mark ten, he did. But um did God really say that we have limitations to us being human? Did God really say um these things? Um and these these uh, these temptations to go outside of God's word to find the answer, to to lead into the philosophy and, and empty deceit according to human tradition leads many people to, to wander off, to to have that That uh, that blowing wind lead them to to topple over uh, and not listen to God's word, but to listen to anything else. And and this text talks about the fullness, um, the fullness of deity dwells in him bodily. There is a great temptation to think that our students are missing out on something, right? They're missing out on something that... That being a Christian means you're missing what, whatever it is. Did God really say? And then they're off to a temptation, right? And, and yet here, this text tells us, no. The fullness of what is divine, what is God, dwells in Christ. Is very, very much for us, uh, incarnational salvation, right? That that God in man has come to reckon our sins in the person of of Christ. Uh, through his sacrifice, therefore, we are forgiven. And what what does this mean for us? Well, it means that um, these questions that we have about our flesh means that the flesh is yes. In this text, will come up to it. it doesn't mean it's all all evil. That creation is evil, but God has become part of creation to to save us. So there's so many questions that come up with philosophy, empty deceit, empty lies. There'll well, and notice dry, here that it, right? it, it
0: says that no one takes you captive by philosophy, not that philosophy, not that the things of the, it's not like you, you have to pick one or the other. Just don't let it become primary. It's not don't engage the world with its philosophy, no. but don't no. become captive by it. Also, what jumped out at me is that you've been, verse 10, you have been filled in him, and he and who is he? He is the one who is the head and rule of all authority. In other words, God's authority and God's word and God's dominion is really over all of the, the various philosophy and everything else that you're going to
1: learn at school anyways that, that is truth. Sure. And there's truth. I mean, there is truth. And then there's sure. empty deceit. Right. Right? right. So there's two different things. So we can study, we can learn, and then we can put it to the test. Sure. Right. which is why we shouldn't be scared
0: to you know the 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 issue isn't that there's new stuff to learn the issue is that you have to constantly be constantly be recognizing okay i I need to i need to bring this back to god's word and how it fits in and not just assume that it's true because someone else is telling you
1: yeah Um, because that being held captive is being like carried away as a spoil right as plunder um and you don't I mean that that speaks of the fall where we were held captive we were we were the spoils of the fall sure. and yet the lord had to come and bind up the strong man to to take us back and so we don't want to go be led back into that captivity um but the we don't also as you said we don't also want to be afraid of of using our god-given wisdom Absolutely. and abilities to study his word. I mean creation. god
0: created all the stuff that we that we learned that's good that's meat right and salutary we got to move on here we got about yeah. seven eight minutes left i want to get back to the, the last last clump here beginning at verse 11 i'll go ahead and read it in him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith and the powerful working of god who raised him from the dead and you Were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them and him. Now, obviously, we could dive into this forever, but in terms of what else we've said previously, uh, why is this important to keep first and foremost
1: in our minds? So first and foremost here is for our people, the people of God, to, to hear who they are. What's their identity? Well, they have been put to death and have been raised again, all in their new baptismal identity in Jesus Christ. Um, so our Lord, our Lord has taken what was our captivity— unto himself and now he has triumphed over it and then puts the captive to open shame it's just—it's a beautiful text um, that speaks so primarily about baptism and then our hope uh, in the midst of now obviously like you said we could talk um, a lot about uh, what all this means but I would want our people to, to primarily understand it as an identity text, sure. it shows us who we are Right. And so that they never, they're never led astray by an empty deceit that would tell them, this is who you are. I'll tell you your value. No, not at all. It is Christ who gets to speak and the value that he gives to us as his children is wrought in his passion. Um, It's wrought in the fact that he was willing to lay down his life for you. That's a value that no one can take away. So now you've got an identity in Christ. Uh, a baptism, a circumcision of your heart, a new heart um, that's been won in Christ. Yeah,
0: yeah And beautiful. when you when you come full circle here, I mean, this text really is everything you need to remember when you go off to college. Does. Um, and you're right. It's it's about identity. It's about the, uh, you know, extending your roots. I mean, you have a choice. You can either extend your roots as a tree uh, up towards the. Uh, The nourishment of God's word and what he's done for you or you can uh, extend them elsewhere and uh, lose sight of where your moorings really are and it's really about having that identity and that foundation Um, but that won't simply that won't simply stay there on its own you have to continue to I mean the importance especially this time of year for our students to hear the importance of of reading God's word being in church receiving being with fellow Christians, receiving the gifts of Christ in the Lord's Supper, receiving forgiveness—these are the tools and the means by which we can be firmed up in our identity and continue to grow in nourishment, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. If you want, you know, if you want to think about that um, biologically, yeah, none of us can survive very long without eating. We can survive a lot less without drinking. Um, right. So we have to drink deep the grace of our God. And, and throughout the divine service, our Lord is pouring out his grace and forgiveness upon upon us. He's so rich in grace. Um, so, yeah, you want to be where God is. And here he is locally in this divine service, um, located in the forgiveness of sins and the grace and mercy, which is all for you. Yeah. Absolutely be awesome
0: so uh anyways thank you uh for keeping this in front of us but in terms of the text thinking about being rooted and roots and uh, not being captive by philosophy and empty deceit one of the things that uh that you know we we kind of have this whole scientism thing going on where you know science is above god sure Uh, and the the upcoming conference which is uh the third annual Roots Conference, I'll let you uh, fill us in on the date and stuff, but you're tackling some science kind of questions, some bioethics types of things. Tell us about, we just got about a minute or so, but sure. fill us in so on the, what anybody needs to know about the upcoming conference yeah, and the topic.
1: And stuff the forth. name is The Reconstruction of Man in Christ Jesus, Christian's Response to Bioethical Questions. So it is it is deep in the sense that it's dealing with things like transgender, non-binary, gender identity, things that are in the news, right? things that are confronting us, things like transhumanism, what's the relationship between science and theology, how do we deal with all this? So the conference will be October 11th and 12th, uh, the actual study on the 12th, we'll get together a lot of fellowship on the 11th, um, but we want to tackle things, ask Lutherans, right? Lutherans ask bioethical questions all the time. You might not know it, but we do, when we ask things like, who is God, right? Right. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are bioethical questions when we ask uh, fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Well, do I love God more than or do I trust God more than or do I want to be fulfilled more than my trust? Do I want to be happy more than my love for God? Um, What's the extent that I will go through to have that trust or my love Fulfilled in other things. Um, what's the worth that I put on my neighbor, his life, his possessions, his body? Um, so all these things are bioethical questions. All these things are, are things that we are being confronted with. The winds of deceit <laughs> that try to push us over. So we want to be rooted in God's truth that tells you that your value, your worth, is rooted in Christ Jesus.
0: Absolutely. And the speak the I main speaker is a. Uh uh, professor dr robert weiss uh from our Correct. concordia seminary faculty and it's basically a 6 p.m to 6 p.m friday to saturday kind of thing 15 bucks what a deal
1: can't beat and, it we'll uh, give you a, a shirt too. yeah
0: this is a great chance to uh <laughs> to uh, get together with some other students from the the st louis area and maybe a little bit beyond and if you're within striking distance i'm i'm not but i might try to go so i'm trying to work that out so we'll see but You can register at, and we'll put this in the the notes here, ulue.org, front slash event, front slash roots. Thank you, John, for being with us, and thank you for all that you do to help uh, those at SIUE and also in the St. Louis area and to those that are working with you on this conference uh, to remain rooted in Christ.
1: Amen. Thank you. It's been an honor.
0: Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfu.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.